0: IVM
1: Folks, welcome to Paisa Vaisa, I'm your host Anubang Gupta, B50 on Twitter And on today's episode, I welcome back Abhishek Pozar, co-founder and CEO of Plumb Insurance This time in our studio, we're talking about health report of Corporate India 2023 And much more, right after this short break Subscribe to Paisa Paisa with Anubam Gupta on YouTube for knowing more about a wide variety of financial products from mutual funds to credit cards to loans and much more. Boost your financial knowledge and growth today. And welcome back. Folks, last year, the entire year, we hardly had anything on insurance, health, life, group, anything. And this year, in the first two months itself, we've done quite a bit. So with that in mind, I'm thrilled to have Abhishek with us. Abhishek, welcome back. To Pesa you were with us online in October 2022. My God, seems, seems really so long ago. So thank you so much for doing this again for our listeners.
0: Hey, no, thank you so much for uh, having me again. Uh, I think I did a Decent job that you invited me back. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it looks and feels much better to be doing this in person. So always, thank you so much. Always
1: face to face. So I want to start with a recap for Plum. You know, just for maybe there are some listeners out there who don't know what Plum has done, or oh, they've not heard the uh, the episode you've done back with us in October 2022. So just an an intro to Plum.
0: Absolutely. I think uh, one of the biggest things that have changed in one year is that a lot of more people now know that, hey, Plum is not the beauty brand. It's also an insurance Ah, brand. But uh, at Plum, we are building corporate insurance. We are building insurance for employees, for their dependents. Uh, We're building healthcare for uh, employees. Uh, And on top of that, uh, I think this is some of the things that have changed since we last met. We are also building business insurance. So that means as an organization, you can insure uh, yourself uh, through director and officer's insurance, liability insurance, et cetera. So I would think of Plum as a corporate insurance product.
1: Yeah, so... If I divide the business, then you've got corporate insurance, you've got business. I mean,
0: what are the lines that you've got? So we, we look at uh, ourselves as three business units right now. Uh, number one is uh, employee benefits. Employee benefits includes uh, all kinds of employee insurance, be it medical, life insurance, accident insurance, and all lines of health care for them. Number two is uh, we look at uh, B2B corporate insurance. We call it business insurance. So this includes your liability insurance, cyber insurance, any kinds of insurance that a business would need to protect itself. Mm. And the third is... As an employee, you got your corporate cover from your organization, but you may need more healthcare, more insurance for yourself. So we call it your B two B two C product line, yeah. uh, wherein we build uh, healthcare products, top up products, life insurance products that you may directly purchase from Plum without any intervention from the corporate.
1: Yeah. So if I have to understand the model, how how I mean. Are you like a distributor, a tech layer, a full service provider? Because obviously, I don't think that you do insurance yourself. That would come from someone who's actually an insurance company. So if you just explain how that works.
0: Absolutely. So we're doing everything minus the underwriting. Uh, That's the short story. But uh, I think the lines are really getting blurred in terms of what like a broker would do or a TPA would do or an insurance manufacturer would do. I think the lines were very clear five years ago, or 10 years ago. But right now, if you really ask someone who's using Plum, they would think as Plum as a platform where they can go in and take their preventive health checkup. They will go in, consult a doctor, and if something really bad happens, they can go to a hospital and Plum will manage everything, including their claims. So they can just open the Plum app, scan a claim form, and it's done, right? So, and there is nothing, uh, you would never need to talk to an insurer or a TPA. So for an employee, Plum is everything. But if you ask me, technically, we use an insurer in the back end who is doing the underwriting, which is mandated by the IIDA.
1: Hmm. So you're saying that, say, I, and you've got fairly large clients. I mean, you've got people who employ. I think you've got a lot of delivery startups with you. You're based in Bangalore. So when I look at it this way, it's like if I'm joining, say, XYZ company, the minute I come in to the time that, God forbid, I need any health insurance, you are the guy that I speak to, your team and...
0: For them, if you, re, if you just stop 10 people of an organization, ask them, hey, who's your healthcare provider or your insurance provider? They would say Plum. They wouldn't probably know any nice. other name. yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, because insurance is a tough product for the consumer, and especially health insurance. I mean, you would rather you don't use it rather than use it. But when you do... You provide, I mean, a very seamless experience right up till, say, discharge, settlement of bills and everything in the
0: hospital? And more than that, right? Wow. Uh, sometimes it may be that uh, you're going to a hospital that is not in the network as well, right? So that means that, uh, and you would have spent maybe a couple of lakh of rupees. Yeah. You want, and you've burned that hole in your pocket. You want that money as soon as possible in your bank account. So it's also helping employees post the hospitalization. And we briefly talked about healthcare, right? So we don't look ourselves as just purely an insurance provider. Our core mission of Plum is how do we really improve the health and financial wellness of people. So we look at health more holistically than just insurance. For us, insurance is like the last thing that you probably need. But what can we do? uh, What are 10 things that we can do before you really need an insurance?
1: Very interesting. So last time I remember when we had our episode, you spoke about the diversity product. I want to talk about that because that I thought was quite important. You don't have too many people even thinking about this later on having a product. So first, what is it? How has it progressed so far?
0: So diversity is a very, very wide topic, right? I mean, if you think of diversity, diversity could mean do you support people of different gender? Diversity could mean that, hey, can your employees add same gender as a partner? Diversity could mean Can you support people who have disabilities or differently abled? So there are many different definitions of diversity. I think what has changed in the last one year since we spoke, I think, the conversations around diversity has expanded. Thankfully, a lot of people, leaders, a lot of CEOs have started talking to us. Uh, and that's one of the things that is very key to us, which is uh, uh, bring this topic to the forefront when they are discussing health insurance or healthcare for their employees. So I think the great achievement has been that the conversations have started. What hasn't happened so far is those conversations leading to impact. So I would really say that the, the implementation of these diversity at organizations is mm. still very low. If you look at our healthcare report that you talked about, I would really say less than 1% organization right now is really taking care of diversity angle for their employees, their family members. But the great part is those conversations have started. It may take another one or two years for that impact to start happening.
1: Yeah. I mean, raising awareness of it itself is a victory of sorts. Okay, now let's get into the meat of this episode The Health Report of Corporate India 2023. You've called it an annual health checkup of corporate India. I like the sound of that. So, you know, we'll get into the details of the report on this. But just why did you do this? What's the background? What is it about, you know, statistically? What does it cover, etc.?
0: So, see, the core of why we did this report in the first place was uh, our core mission is to improve the health. And the way we want to achieve this is through partnering with organizations that really care about their employees. And one of the fundamental things is, and you briefly mentioned as well, that uh, one of the key steps is education, awareness. So one of the things that we noticed was when we spoke to CHROs, they didn't know what is the right benchmark. What are people around them are doing? They wanted a mirror for themselves to see, okay, where do they stand? And this, is, uh, this report uh, is a collection of roughly 10,000 data points that wow. we had. This has uh, data points of tens of thousands of consultations that we did. This includes data points of uh, conversations, uh, hundreds of conversations that we did with CHROs, and assimilating all of that to figure out where do we really stand right now. Okay. With the goal that uh, it's just showing the mirror one to all the people leaders of where we are, but also then taking a stance on where we should be on different aspects of healthcare. So this is actually not just about insurance, but Mm. more holistic uh, healthcare report. And the reason I think one of the things that you asked is like, why a scorecard or like why a health checkup report of corporate India, we have been talking about health checkup report of people, we really thought that hey, this is a good time now to spin it and say, hey, this is really a health checkup report of an organization. Yeah, this is the first edition. Uh, This is the first edition, we have done a slightly smaller versions of this in the in the previous avatars, but this is the most comprehensive version that we have done so far.
1: Yeah, you plan to make it what, annual We want to
0: do it annual. We want to keep expanding. We want to keep going deeper into how we do this. Uh, we have got a lot of feedback on what the HR leaders want more from this report. Mm. Uh, but this has been the most comprehensive version that we've done so far. Yeah.
1: Has anyone else tried something of this sort? Or there no? has been
0: more versions on this, for right. sure. So I think, uh, I mean, there are... If you look at uh, the more traditional brokers, like mm. a Aon or a Marsh, they do publish some of the insurance-specific reports. Right. If you look at certain healthcare organizations, they publish more healthcare-specific reports, we took an angle which is, uh, we'll do it for corporates and we'll combine healthcare and insurance that is core to us. So we took a different angle to it, but uh, I think there are different variations of these reports that have been out there. We are not like the first ones to do this.
1: Yeah. There's one question that I remember asking you, I think, in the October 2020 episode, and I want to just repeat that right now for our listeners before we get into the other side, you know, that, A, do you think health insurance or life, or insurance of any sort, health and and life? So when someone is signing up for a job, right, Traditionally, insurance would not figure in the list of criteria to consider when, you know, you've got salary, you've got office location, you've got working hours, you've got culture, you've got a lot of other stuff. But insurance, at least for the longest time, wasn't part of this. Whereas in the US, I think it's fairly, uh, going by the Hollywood movies that I see, I hear, you know, sometimes in in an office situation when they're considering jobs, do they have dental? You know, so stuff like that. Where are we now in this? And if... You were to give, if someone were to come to you and say, Abhishek, I'm considering two offers. Help me on the insurance part on this. How do I choose a good plan? Or how do I know whether this guy is offering me better than that guy?
0: Absolutely. I think three, four answers to that. So one is, I think India is still far behind US. Uh, It's because of cultural reasons. It's also because of the healthcare cost reasons. If you look at US, there's almost 100% penetration Mm -hmm. of uh, corporate insurance, corporate uh, health insurance in US. Uh, I think India is still far away. But we have come a long way in the last three, four years. The awareness of uh, employee insurance as a benefit has increased tremendously. And hence the conversations that the employees have with their HR leaders or with the managers before joining has increased tremendously. And because of that, now there is... It is almost becoming like a requirement that any organization who has started to grow to, let's say, 10 employees, 20 employees, mm. it's like a must-have for any organization these days. As an employee, if you're joining an organization, his health insurance is really important. I would say uh, the candid answer is it really depends on your situation, right? Sure. If mm. uh, If you already have your health insurance for yourself or your parents, you don't have any troubles in terms of getting your own insurance, then it's not the most important thing, right? Yeah. Then figure out, hey, really the essence of what you're getting. Uh, Let's say if you have two options, go after the kind of the work that you're getting. And actually, that is the most important thing always irrespective of, right? Uh, But let's say if you're in a situation where you have an ailing parent and you're not able to get their insurance, you probably don't have any other option than a corporate insurance, right? Mm. In which case something that you have to consider. It's just not an option for you. And when you're not thinking of, let's say both the companies are giving insurance, I think uh, one of the things I would really say is it's not about choosing between two companies, but having a more candid conversation with your HR leader or with the manager on what really insurance means, right? Because insurance comes with a lot of flavors and insurance of two different companies can mean very, very different thing. I've seen organizations who can give three lakh cover. I've seen organizations that can give 30 lakh cover. Wow. An organization have no maternity and versus an organization can have one and a half lakh maternity benefit and so on, right? An organization can cover parents. An organization may not even cover your spouse. So I think just asking that question that, hey, do you have an insurance? Uh, Do you give me insurance is not enough. I would really recommend that uh, individual to really ask those deeper questions on what does that insurance really mean for me. Can you explain that in 10 bullet points to me
1: and make it more relevant to your needs? Okay. Okay. So before we go into the break and the other side, uh, Abhishek headline
0: findings of the health report of corporate India. Sorry, I need help on that. Yeah. I think the top two, three things. Number one, the adoption of preventive and primary care is still very low in India. Less than 10% people really take primary care in India today, which means that they keep, and this is especially for corporate employees, they keep postponing. Let's say if I have a mild fever, mild cold, I keep postponing my conversation with the doctor. And that typically leads to a much larger and an adverse outcome. Uh, And it's not just for you. Uh, You're you're suffering, your family members are suffering, but it's also leading to higher claims as well, eventually, right? So finding number one was... Just the adoption of primary care has to increase. Number two, it's on the same lines, but preventive care. We're seeing roughly 50-60% people do health checkups right now. Still 40 to 50 percent people are not doing their health checkups. Uh, and that is to us like a critical step towards improving your health, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. organization giving insurance is a, I think it's a must-have, but you shouldn't wait to get into a poor health and then use insurance, you have to take steps uh, towards uh, your own well-being. And this is something that corporates can also help, right? And that's where we actually saw that uh, instead of that 50-60% adoption, can we really take that to a 100% adoption? Number three was on the diversity point that you brought up earlier. I think the conversations have really started happening. But uh, if you look at the kind of healthcare that has been built so far, there is still a lot of room to go. I would really say, hey, Less than 1% organizations have really done the job. 99% of organizations really need to do a lot better with respect to diversity. There are a lot more headlines into what kind of coverages, et cetera, that people provide. But there we are just seeing gradual increase. I think the median right now is roughly 3 lakh kind of a cover that people provide. Even Indian government today says, hey, 5 lakh is the Aishman Bharat cover. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So why do Indian corporates still provide 3 lakh as a median cover, uh, which to us is insufficient. A lot still 50% of the organizations do not provide maternity cover. Uh, and to us, that is one of the highest used cover. If an organization is giving insurance mm. and it's covering everything within the insurance, we see almost 30% of the claims coming from maternity. So imagine 30%, 30% of the claims number. are maternity yeah, yeah. claims. Number, yeah. Imagine if you're not providing maternity, you, it means that you are essentially not allowing 30% of the people who needed hospitalization benefit not use that hospitalization benefit. Yeah. They're using it, but they're spending out of their pocket. Yeah. Uh, so those are some of the smaller details of the cover. But I think to us, those are gradual changes that are happening. But the more stark ones are the adoption of preventive and the primary health.
1: Yeah. So we'll get into that on the other side of this break, folks. Few of the findings that are there in this report from Plum, right after this short break. And welcome back. Abhijit, just to pick up from what we left on in the previous part on primary and preventive, right? So the insurance industry gives products that are reactive in the sense that something happens to you and then you claim and then you get reimbursed, whatever. How can the industry itself become proactive? I think you can think of it as a link between primary and preventive. Are there products now that reward? I mean, I've had a few insurance providers come on the show and talk about stuff like this. I've seen ads also of policies that give you back your money if you achieve certain benchmarks. So I want your view on this, that are there products that actually reward proactive behavior and that can help bridge this gap between primary and preventive?
0: Yeah, so I'll answer in maybe two, three sections. One is uh, there are definitely products that reward you for good health. It could be you walk X steps on average and we will give you a discount of X percent in the next year. Or, if you do this activity, we will make your health checkup free and so on. So, there are definitely products within insurance that reward that. But my fundamental challenge is the preventive and primary health doesn't really cost a lot, right? Uh, Insurance, as if you look at insurance technically, insurance is meant to really safeguard you from a five lakh or a 10 lakh kind of an expense. It's not really meant to cover your. 1,000 rupees OPD expense or a 2,000 rupees health checkup. So I don't think insurance can really do a lot in terms of changing the human behavior of spending mm. on preventive or primary health care. I think uh, it is more to do with what organizations or what people can fundamentally do to change that behavior? I think organizations can definitely be a facilitator in that, uh, be that change agent. But eventually, the responsibility lies with us because the cost of these is very, 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 very low. I think of this as a more as a healthcare problem rather than insurance problem. Where in India, especially, can that human behavior change from just a reactive behavior where we are always landing in the hospital to a more proactive behavior?
1: Yeah. So. I think that's where I find a kind of an irony or dichotomy or whatever word you want to put out. Then you, you're also a CEO. So, you know, you know, you lead a lot of people yourself. I find it weird that, you know, most jobs, almost all jobs make you sit in one place. So sedentary lifestyle thing and all that. And that itself causes a lot of things. And listen, it's like you said that your health is your responsibility first, Now, is it the CEO's responsibility also? You know, that, you know, I have to take care of the health of all my employees. I mean, of course, intuitively, the answer is it should be because a healthy employee is a happy employee and he'll have less kharcha and all that. But how much is the CEO supposed to do? And how much is, you know, you can't expect that you slog for 12 hours a day in one place. Now, there also you push it and say, no, two hours, you have to do 10,000 steps.
0: (laughs) How do you resolve this? Interestingly, uh, so we had an all hands in the company. And we talked about this topic at length in the All Hands. And this is one of the questions that I, uh, that we get almost in every All Hands. We do this, uh, uh, we do a monthly on Hands at Plum. I think the answer is yes and no. I think uh, it is eventually individual's responsibility to take care of their health. No one else can, right? Your family member can, your spouse can say, hey, go and do 30 minutes of gym. My wife says that, right? But eventually, if I'm not doing it, it's my responsibility, not my wife's responsibility or not my dad's responsibility, right? Uh, No one can really make you do something if you are not really committed to your health and well-being. A lot of times, the employees will externalize their poor health on external circumstances. That, hey, my health is poor because of my job conditions. My health is poor because of the working hours. My health is poor because... Of the seeds that we get, of the food that we get, yeah. I think it's because it's much easier to externalize than internalize. It's a challenge, but uh, one of the things that we talked about even at the all hands today uh, or yesterday was, hey, uh, this is eventually your responsibility. The reason I said partly yes as well is, I think our job as leader is to one facilitate. So if employees really want to invest in their health, can we? I think we can do a lot of work to facilitate and help those employees. That means. Designing your policies, designing your leaves policy, designing your office hours, designing your health benefits program so that you're helping the employees. If, yeah, they, are, if they want to invest, we are here to help them invest into their health. Yeah. And number two, set examples. These are a lot of times, uh, I'm, I'm 37, 38-year-old. A lot of our employees are 20-year-old who have not seen what happens if they don't invest in their health. If we don't set examples for them, if we don't talk about this enough, they won't know what is the worst case possible. So I think that's that's the reason I said partly yes. I think partly it yeah. is our responsibility, but eventually the ball lies in your court.
1: Yeah, I'm just you know thinking because corporate India is much younger than corporate USA. Just for that, and upon that, you've got the fact that India's age itself is is very young. So I was just wondering, how does this work? I mean, how much of this is within the, the CEO's domain or CHR or whoever it is? And we haven't even spoken about mental health, by the way. Yeah. It, can we just have a small, you know, point of view on that because we spoke about physical health which is fine food and exercise and gym and your work day and all that but we know what's happening on the stress part it's evident in so many you know pretty tragic incidents that are happening and stress is something you can't define there's literally no you can do all the health checkups in the world you want and you can't identify stress out there but when it does happen it doesn't look good. Anything there? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think the answer is very similar. Uh, the only thing that changes with mental health is I think there is a slightly larger role that the organization has to play or the CEO has to play there. I think it's, uh, to some extent, it's defined by the kind of culture that you're building. If you have a bad culture, no matter what, how good your employees are, mm no matter how much they want to invest in their mental health, they will always suffer, right? So that's the reason I think with mental health, and I'm glad that you brought this up uh, because I think it's slightly different from your physical health that I think with respect to a great mental health, I think an organization can play a much larger role. Uh, But I think it is with mental health, it's not about your... uh, policies or your benefits that you're giving. Yeah. It's more about the kind of culture that you build. It's more about the kind of people that you're bringing in. Yeah. If you just build a bad culture, people will always be stressed out. If you build a great culture, people will always enjoy working in that yeah. environment.
1: And I would love to talk more about that, but our discussion is on personal finance. Okay, now let's get into the report. Back, Let's go back into the report. Less than 5% of employers offer comprehensive coverage spanning insurance,
0: primary health care, and preventive health care. Did I get that number right? Yeah. Less than 5%. Less than 5%. So when we think of comprehensive, to us, it is preventive, followed by primary, followed by secondary and tertiary. If we look at all the corporates, maybe right now, 50-60% of the people or corporates are giving some kind of insurance, right? Which is just secondary and tertiary insurance. Mm. If we include primary to that, that number will, that 50 60 number number uh, will fall to probably 20%. And now if we include preventive care which then makes it comprehensive, uh, it'll be in low single digit.
1: Yeah, and just help me understand each of these. I mean, when you we're using some big words out here. We've got primary, secondary, tertiary, preventive. But for a listener who doesn't know what this means, he's yeah. just going to his job, going in the morning, coming back in the evening, and that's it. What products and what areas are we talking about when we start with
0: A, preventive, move on to primary, secondary, tertiary? Just help us with that. Absolutely. So preventive care is how do you make sure, uh, how do you prevent your health... Becoming worse, right? That can include just doing your annual health checkup, annual eye checkup, annual dental checkup. It may include just talking to a doctor once a year to make sure that everything is all right. So, and all the of the cost of that is covered in the cost of that could shop. be covered Please. in yeah. your healthcare, corporate healthcare yeah. budget, right? May not be insurance, yeah. it could be outside your insurance. Yeah. Preventive can also include, let's say, programs around gym memberships, food. Uh, and it could be, let's say, healthy food, healthy snacks, right? So there's no limit of what you can you do. You don't define, care. I mean, it
1: all depends on what the corporate thinks about what it means. Absolutely. Please.
0: Then moving on to primary care. Primary, primary, primary care yeah. is essentially, let's say I have a slight cold, fever, etc. How do I get that addressed in the shortest amount possible? So primary care means going to a doctor, talking to, it could be talking to a general practitioner or to a specialist to get a resolution to my small healthcare problems. Mm-hmm. It could also mean diagnostics, right? So the doctor will say, hey, go and do these XYZ tests. That also is primary healthcare. It may include medicines that I have to purchase. That also includes primary healthcare.
1: Yeah, uh... and so that includes, say, something like a CBC, thyroid stuff like that. Everything. Okay. Everything. Go on. Go but on, please. But
0: the same, con- uh, the same diagnostics. If you're doing it in a preventive manner, that is preventive. Correct. But if I'm doing it reactively,
1: in response to an some- illness, in
0: response to an illness, that yeah. is in primary health right? So same health checkup can be in two parts. Okay. And then if something really bad has happened, that's when I go into a secondary or a tertiary care, which is when I'm actually taking a surgery. I'm doing an operation uh, or I'm at hospital under observation. So that is secondary or tertiary care. Yeah. In India, most of the insurance, when you, when you think of insurance, it primarily constitutes of secondary and tertiary care. I would say more than 95% of the insurance, even retail health insurance, if you look at, ah. it will only be secondary or tertiary insurance. Technically, that is the right way to think about insurance as well which is insurance really is required when you expect an expense of, let's say, a 5 lakh or mm. a 10 lakh mm. or a 1 crore. Mm. And your prime, uh, and your secondary and tertiary healthcare expenses are the more expensive one. Mm. Uh, thankfully, so far in India, the primary and the preventive healthcare are very, very cheap, right? It's in the range of maybe like 300 rupees to 5,000, 10,000 rupees, yeah. which most of the people can afford. So you really don't need insurance. So insurance typically in India is related to secondary and tertiary care.
1: I was actually going to be my next question. That 95% is... Secondary and tertiary, less than five percent is comprehensive. From a CEO's perspective, from someone or a CFO's perspective, who's actually sitting and making these costs and these contracts with someone like you, what is the
0: what's the cost difference out here? So, when a, when a when a CFO or a CEO thinks about their employee benefits, they would split it into insurance and healthcare. It's not just insurance. If you're thinking about insurance, most of the insurance spend is anyways happening on the secondary and the tertiary care, mm-hmm. right? So. Think of that as 95 or 100%. But only 5% or 10% of the organizations are really thinking of building a more comprehensive care. Hmm. But if you as an organization are thinking of a more comprehensive care program, then you're looking at a 2x, 2.5x spend compared to an insurance-only or an IPD-only insurance kind of a program that you would do. Hmm. Because the usage on the primary or a preventive care is much more, right? You would want 100% of your employees to go and have their annual health checkups. Mm. You want 100% of their employees to consult a doctor as and when required and in a typical year, you would need at least two to three consultations in a family. So, the total cost that is incurred on primary and preventive healthcare, if you think of like a thousand people company, it's almost similar or maybe one and a half X more compared to the secondary and the tertiary healthcare cost. Yeah. What are the
1: thinking of the companies that you work with? I mean, can you, with the conversations that you have with your clients or for whatever you choose to call them, are say the startups different from say the established companies? You know, when do you see a culture change happening going forward?
0: So there's definitely a culture change, but uh, I would say maybe I'll give that uh, in two steps. So larger organizations definitely have seen more demanding people over a longer period of time, and they build a more comprehensive healthcare plan, which includes your secondary, uh, which includes your primary and preventive healthcare. If you look at startups, think of a 10-people startup or a 100-people startup, it really depends on the senior leadership or the founders of that organization. If those founders are people who are either coming from one of these very established companies who had a really good healthcare program in place, or they are really believers in promoting health, Mm. they would build healthcare programs which are as good as any MNC. If none of these conditions are true, they will start with very Very sharply defined healthcare program, which will only be your secondary and tertiary care insurance. And then over a period of time, as they grow, they will uh, evolve their program into a more comprehensive program.
1: Okay. So just to wrap this entire thing up, what are the trends that you see going forward from the findings of this report? I mean, do you expect that CHROC or whoever, you know, this comprehensive thing will pick up pace or employees will become more aware of this? So how do you see this moving forward?
0: Three things. One is, uh, I think, employee awareness. There is a secular shift. Uh, There is a secular increase in the awareness of employees. They're becoming more and more demanding from their employers. And they're becoming more demanding, not just with insurance, but with the more comprehensive uh, healthcare that they want because they're seeing that in their current organizations. Number two, the quality of the insurance in itself is just increasing uh, every year. Every year we are seeing, uh, we have right now, around 4,000 organizations that are using Plum, they do their annual renewal and at least 60-70% of them, they will upgrade their insurance. Mm, nice. It may be a small upgrade. Sure, sure, sure. It may be a small 3 lakhs to a 4 lakhs increase. It may be a small maternity increase from 50k to 60k or adding some uh, diversity or inclusion uh, benefits within the product. But the great part is They are all open to this conversation. They are actually taking small steps every year. And we have to realize that, hey, organizations are also running on a tight budget. So they can't do all the changes uh, within the same year. Mm. But the great part is they're all taking steps towards making their insurance better every single year. Nice. Uh, And the third part is uh, the comprehensiveness of the healthcare. I think three years ago, when we thought about insurance, the only discussion was on insurance and not healthcare i think those conversations have started happening it's 5% but i think if we meet next year hopefully that number will be maybe in double digits maybe in higher double digits because those conversations have started happening so those are three trends that we are seeing good
1: okay i want to wrap this up with a very specific uh checklist for our listeners okay i mean in the old times when you're joining a new job you know your dad would tell you Yeah, they wo dekhna working hours dekho salary dekho ye et cetera et cetera or you would have someone you you know you would go to to say okay i'm joining a new job congratulations, all the best, you know, etc. You would have sir, something, with this is what you should look forward to. Well, here you are. What are three questions that you will tell if someone comes to you and says, Abhishek, I'm starting a new job, I've got a health insurance plan, tell me three things I should look for or if those three things or five things, whatever, just checklist. Either they're there, then great, then I should be aware of them. If they're not there, then I want to go to my boss and tell them, put this in your insurance plan.
0: Tell us. So, number one, Uh, Who all does it cover? Does it cover my immediate family? Does it cover my extended family, which includes parents, etc.? Number two, how much coverage do you have? 3 lakhs, 5 lakhs, 10 lakhs, 20 lakhs. Number three, uh, how comprehensive the plan is? Uh, What is the maternity benefit, etc.? And especially if you're a young uh, employee. Number four, beyond uh, my IPD, which is your secondary and tertiary uh, care, what does it cover? Do I have, do you support and preventive and primary care? So those are top four things I would ask.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, those are nice four questions to have when you're joining a job on your very first day. And I think this is something that will evolve over a period of time. I mean, the best insurance is, is if you don't need it all, but when you do, it, it always helps to have your company have your back, you know, and, absolutely and at least ensure um a smooth uh, a smooth experience. I mean, no one has a smooth experience in hospitals. <laughs> But uh, still, I think you know. You think that's that's actually going to change? I mean, is the user experience going to
0: change for hospitals? It is actually changing. I think. Uh, uh, I think we hear a lot of negative stories. Uh, but uh, if you really look at uh, uh, what we do, is we monitor uh, cashless discharge time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, three years ago, uh, the median cashless discharge time will be around between 90 to 120 minutes. Okay. Uh today is at least at plum we are moni- uh, we are seeing a median of around 40 50 minutes. Uh okay. so it has It is less than half of what it was three years ago, right? And that's a substantial change in how fast your insurance is getting processed at the hospital. Sure. Uh, There are some fundamental or infrastructure level challenges at the hospital, but uh, I think the hospital themselves are incentivized to do this faster. They have their own challenges, but I think it is changing. It is changing. Uh, I wouldn't lose hope on hospitals not doing the job.
1: And on a note of hope, we shall wrap this part of our discussion. My last question, standard question to all our guests. What book are you reading or any content recommendation for our listeners?
0: So right now I'm reading uh, this book by uh, Satya Nadella uh, called Hit Refresh. This book talks about uh, how he took a lot of legacy from the last two CEOs. He's the third CEO of Microsoft uh, and really changed the shape of the organization, really moved the organization uh, into what it is right now, a cloud-first organization.
1: Hit Refresh by Satya Nadella. Any lessons that you're taking away from that? I mean, some stuff that you read, you find out, hmm. I mean, and when you said third, I'm assuming that it was Bill Gates, Steve Bummer, and then him. Correct. correct so correct. anything?
0: You yeah, uh, so I'm still in the book. Uh, but uh, the lessons that I've got so far is one, just think about the future, build for the future, take bets, and take bets on people.
1: Take bets on people. I love that. Yeah, that's actually a pretty important part of any CEO's job. So, folks, that is a wrap on this episode of Pesa Pesa. My guest, Abhishek Pordhar, co-founder and CEO of Plum Insurance. Abhishek, thank you so much for doing this for our listeners and all the best for the report. Come back when you have a new edition or, you know, keep keep coming back because obviously insurance is something that we need to talk about and especially corporate insurance, you know, looking at it from an employee's perspective is something that's always useful. Thank you for doing this for our listeners. Thank you so much. And listeners, if you like this podcast, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel where you get to watch the full video episodes. You can check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can also follow us on our social media. We are IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram if you want to reach out to me. I'm your host, Anubam Gupta, B50 on Twitter. And thank you, really folks, thank you so much for listening to Pesa Vesa.